Hello and welcome to Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays. A show about empowering and motivating you to broaden your mind. Now, here is your host, Sonia Luray. Good afternoon, Whispers, and welcome to another great episode of Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays. I am your host. Sonia LeRae, lifestyle relationship counselor, fashion psychologist, educator, and motivational speaker. And wait a minute, Whispers, I have something to share with you. I have even added on to my credentials. Yes, I have. Your girl is now a certified holistic health and wellness coach. I am so excited over it. I hope you guys have had a great week because I cannot begin to tell you what a fabulous week I've had. It's been packed, but let me tell you, when you get those credentials on to you and you pass that test, it's a new kind of energy you have. So I'm in here this afternoon just kind of beaming, and I'm so excited to be in here to bring forth another great discussion with you all. Don't forget, you can call in and ask your questions um, in regards to today's discussion at area code 516-595-8091. Again, that's 516-595-8091, and you know Blog Talk Radio always has our back. They put into our, you know, discussion, our chat box is live, so you can drop your questions, your comments. If you want me to reiterate something, please drop them in the chat box because you know I monitor a great chat box. Plus, on top of everything else, guys, I need you to stick around to the end of the show because there's other announcements that I'm going to be making at the end of this show as well, and you don't want to miss it. But did you get the cocktail or the mocktail of this episode? Oh, my goodness. Let me just tell you guys something. This cocktail right here, they knew that we needed one that could stand up to this discussion, and it did not disappoint. So, look, if you didn't get yours, you make sure that you go over to the description box of every episode, even the one that we're in today, and click on the live link and subscribe to our fabulous Whispers Exchange newsletter. I can't begin to tell you the wealth that is in there and the things that are coming down the pike, plus special invitations just for you, Whispers. It is so exciting that we have new segments, new things that are being birthed in there. So I'm excited to bring that forward to you all as well. Are you ready to get into today's discussion? Ooh, part three. This is the final of this discussion in this discovery of recovery. How to forgive after infidelity. Ooh, I'm telling you, we need like some music, like a dramatic sound or something. You know, I like to start all of our discussions off with a clear meaning or definition, so this isn't going to be any different. I'm going to give you and help you to understand the meaning of forgive. So, forgive means stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone, to pardon, excuse, or cancel. Okay, let me give it to you one more time. Forgive. Stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone to pardon, excuse, or cancel. Whisperers, that meaning was so packed with so much, and yet we know how challenging forgiving a partner after infidelity really can be, will be, and is, point blank, period. And all things that it will require, not just on the victim's part, but on the wrongdoer's part as well. You know, Whisperers, this made me think of a quote by one, the one and only Confucius. And sometimes when I do discussions like this, sometimes certain quotes pop out into my mind or I think of certain things that can really kind of go hand in hand with what we're talking about. And the quote from Confucius stated this. Those who cannot forgive others break the bridge over 
which they themselves must pass. Let me give it to you again. Those who cannot forgive others break the bridge over which they themselves must pass. See, forgiveness is one of the hardest requirements that we as people will place in our lives and upon ourselves and with those that break or betray our trust. It's one of the hardest things, and especially when it's someone that is so close to that inner pocket, meaning that heart. See, infidelity is a significant breach of trust and can cause deep emotional pains, a deep scar, a deep wound upon people. It can cause trauma to a person who was betrayed. Oh, yes, I even have clients that have come in and they have PTSD from being betrayed by their mates. And that's how terrible this condition is and how deep this betrayal is to people. And it can be challenging to forgive a partner after such an incident. But guess what? I'm going to tell you something very surprising, Whispers. Infidelity is not necessarily fatal to a relationship. Oh, it's a heavy blow. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a deadly blow. It's not necessarily a fatal one. And as I started to discuss with you in the diagnosis from recovery of this horrible diagnosis, we leaned into that and we leaned into certain aspects of how we can start to get that pulse beating again in that relationship. So, Whispers, you may be the person on the short end of the stick and your mate has betrayed you and you want to be mad. You want to hurt them as much as they hurt you. And you know this, this little saying over there on TikTok and, oh, you're big mad. Oh, yes, you may be big mad, yes. You may be fuming, infuriated. But guess what? Pause. Pause. I know you're like, what, Sonia? I'm like, oh, yes. See, when we pause, we start to get a way that we can start to ask ourselves questions like, how will you feel after you tarnish your name because you say, I'm going to hurt you the same way you hurt me? I'm I'm just going to be as vengeful and hurtful as you are. I'm going to go and cheat on you. But then... You got to look in that mirror and look at it from the standpoint of, are you willing to tarnish your name, your core values, depreciate your worth? How will you look at yourself in the mirror and say, you made me do this? You can't do that. See, this is why we have to have these discussions because, see, so many times when clients and people come in and they're talking to me, I hear, well, I I went and cheated because he made me or she made me do this. They made me do this. This is what they brought out of me. Hold the phone for a second, people. Hold on. I want you to hear this loud and clear, please. So lean into the speakers if you got to. Lean into me. No one, and I do mean no one, can make you devalue yourself. No one can make you depreciate yourself. No one can make you dishonor, tray yourself in that way. No one. Take accountability now for your actions. Your anger has led you into a horrible pitfall. The power of pausing. Remember that discussion? Remember we told, I said to you that it's not so much that we need to pause for everybody else, but we got to pause for us? Because sometimes that brain is moving so fast and that heart is like, yo, let's go. 
And it's telling your brain, let's go, let's sabotage this, let's get this, let's do it. But we got to pause. And it may require that we stand there for a moment. And it may require that you are crying. It may require that you are just so angry you could barely speak, you could barely breathe. Maybe you're someone who runs. Maybe you run and you run until you can't run no more. Or maybe you're somebody who just writes and you write and you write and you write till your hands are just cramped up and you can't write another word because it's all just so jumbled up. But it's that power in your pause that you just took. You just took control over your situation. And see, that's what sometimes happens is we got to take control of it. See, that is a choice. And unfortunately, I see and hear this choice so many times during things. And you have to just Remember that you are going to brand yourself and brand things differently if that's the motto and that's the mindset that you go forward on. And is that who you want to become, this vengeful vengeful person, tit for tat, even for even? Is that who you want to be? By far, I know I don't. I don't even want to live my life like that. I don't want to live my moment like that. I don't want to live any part of who Sonia LaRae is in that manner. And I know many of you don't either. So that requires that we pause and we listen to this discussion so we can start to really get the meat of it so we can walk into forgiveness. See, this is where that power in pausing is going to come handy. And you controlling your emotions and not having your emotions controlling you. You're going to have to step in to a place of silence and a place of can I. Ooh, did you hear that? A place of can I, meaning can I forgive? Can I begin to heal? Can I hear this person's apologies? Can I start or maybe even fathom that when they say they're sorry, they really mean it? Can I forgive. Got to be in a place and a space of can I. Because I have to forgive myself for thinking I needed to cheat back on them. Or maybe you got to forgive yourself for, you know, all the things that you felt or the hurts, the pain. Because sometimes we have to apologize and forgive ourselves in a space. Because, see, in this moment, that rage came a part of us and it became so bigger, that green-eyed monster and that vengeful spirit came up and we felt like, oh, you might even slap them or slap or, or, or wanted to shake her. Maybe you hit the wall or screamed so uncontrollably and the kids were like, are you okay? But whatever it is, let go of it. Be in that space, in that place of can I? Because that's where we got to sit for a moment. See, forgiveness isn't a very active thing that you got to work in. And it requires a deep motion and activity in it. It's powerful. You know, whispers, this discussion is deeper than you could ever imagine. And I'm willing to take my time and effort in speaking into this topic and giving the needed salve or, you know, that ointment that is used to promote healing. Because sometimes we need that ointment to be really massaged in so it can really start the process of healing. So... You may be sitting here now wondering, well, Sonia, 
what does forgiveness do for us? What does it do exactly? Well, I thought you might ask me this. So forgiveness is not about letting the other person off the hook, okay? So first and foremost, forgiveness is not about letting that person off the hook. It's about letting ourselves off the hook. Oh, yes, you heard me. I did say that. I didn't stutter. I didn't make a mistake. Uh, I didn't need to go back and say, oh, excuse me, hold on, let me correct that. No, you heard me correctly when I said that. See, through forgiveness, our hearts no longer have to endure the torture that comes from holding on to the violation. It no longer has to hold it. It no longer has to be processed over and over and over again. And that's the power of that forgiveness. And it allows us to let go. Whispers, you know, forgiveness, if it has been uh, properly earned, can be a healthy response to actually infidelity. It really can. And I've seen it in the process. I've seen it in the working in relationships as well. It can also be seen as a reward to the injured party for having lived through such a horrible transgression of their trust. And I want to say something that might shock some of you even, but (laughs) there are some individuals that do things premeditated, much like a crime, okay? So there's premeditation when it comes to certain things, and they are sorry for what they've done. They're sorry you have found out, and of having to, and they have, like, no intention of, like, apologizing, really, sincerely, which we know they have no clear intention, which is a clear aim, focus, and direction of placing that blame on themselves. And so that's those ones that have literally premeditated what they did. Remember, I told you that it's not a mistake And I I hate when people say, well, I made a mistake. That's not a mistake. When you choose, because we make choices in our life, when you choose to go outside of your relationship, outside of your marriage, outside of your partner, outside of your significant other, you have chosen to do this, and that's not a mistake. These are the ones that are not really sorry. These are the ones that are not willing to apologize or even to acknowledge that they've done wrong. They even may say, well, it's a mistake. Get over it. So you may want to reserve your forgiveness, and you may want that right of forgiveness strictly for Y-O-U. This way you can do the necessary work to let go of bitterness. So you don't become jaded and expect all men or women to be the same or expect all men and women to be cheaters or those significant others to be as they all these others are. Because guess what? You don't know everybody and everybody is not a cheater. And everybody does not have a ton of baggage and a lot of bunch of lies in, the, in their back pocket and they don't split, speak with a split tongue. But see, when you get to let go of that, and you work on that forgiveness inside of you, it starts to really build all the necessary elements so you don't become jaded. So you don't feel like, oh, all women are cheated. All men are cheated. They just da-da-da-da-da. No, we can't walk around like that. How would you like to be branded as something that you truly aren't? And those of you that have made these horrible transgressions in your life, this is your time, this is your moment, and this is the process you must go through to remove that branding off of you. 
So when that mate shows you forgiveness, what do you do with it? When that mate starts to feel that they can hear you and hear that apology, what are you doing with it? How are you earning that mark to be removed? (laughs) You can move into forgiveness and it'll be such a beautiful thing for yourself. It has such a power inside of it. It has a healthier horizon. It's beautiful. Forgiveness is not mandatory or necessary in these cases where these ones are habitual. So I want you to understand that. And I don't want you to think I'm telling you that you are to keep putting up with the behaviors. I'm not telling any of you that. So don't think that's what this discussion is about. Because that's not healthy, that's not a healthy relationship, that's not love, because love does not hurt another person. Love is not jealous. Love moves you in a way to protect, honor, and uphold another person. Love is an action. (laughs) You guys don't want me to get off in here today because I'm trying to tell you. This discussion here is one that is so powerful because I know everyone who has gone through this and those that are going through this are sitting in a space, in a place of hurt, a place of emptiness and trying to figure out how do I come back from this? Did I do? How can I? What? And this episode here is what is going to help to start to bridge that gap so we can start to really understand the meaning of forgive, to stop feeling angry, resentful towards someone. We can excuse, we can pardon, and it can cancel out so we can move forward and move past. This is a stepping stone to your greatness in your relationship. Sometimes people say, oh, well, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. I don't use that terminology. I always tell people that things are stepping stones to our greatness. Certain things that we go through in our life and the elements that we have gone through in our life are different things that fortify us in a different way that help us to fall forward so we can keep showing up as better people. And sometimes it will cause that this situation splits a family and it splits a couple. But because of the work that you will do inside of forgiveness, you can co-parent and you can move forward and you can be healthy in your relationships. And that's what it's about. It is truly what it's about. I see all sides of this coin. And sometimes the coin is a two-headed fake coin, (laughs) which means they're killing and draining your soul. And everything that is going forward is just a pretense. Whisper is rebuilding the trust and intimacy that has been stolen by infidelity is never going to be easy. But it's doable. And it all begins with the willingness. Now, notice the words that I'm using in this discussion. It's going to begin with the willingness to hang in there and try. Now, let me tell you all something. I'm not a person who uses that word try. And anybody And everybody that knows me will tell you, I don't use that word, period, because it gives you the loophole to keep doing nothing. That's the truth of the matter. That's how I look at that word, try. But in this discussion, I'm going to tell you guys something very honestly. In this discussion, that word, try, T-R-Y 
that word try and with your mate might be the only little glimmer of light because in the true essence of that word, T-R-Y, your mate is making an attempt or an effort to forgive Y-O-U. See, that's what try means. Try means to make an attempt or an effort. And this quite literally may be the trial. And if you break the terms and conditions in this trial, you may be done. It may be over. So your mate is trying to forgive. So don't forget that. And don't forget that you are working. You are doing. You don't get to try if you are the infidel. You get to work and you get to do your best at not showing up and falling down and falling back into your old way and habit. That's how powerful that is. How do we begin to start the forgiveness process? Well, Whisperers, you know, I always come well equipped (laughs) with master keys in every discussion. So I think we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to get into the process right afterwards. La Paz Image Consultants is your full-service international luxury agency working with clients from the inside out. If you're ready to ignite your passion, tap into your signature style, build on your relationships, then you need to book your consultation today at www.lapazimageconsultant.com. La Paz Image Consultants where everything is fabulous. Welcome back. So before the break, I was saying we need to look into our master keys to see how we can start the process in forgiving after infidelity. And uh, you may want to pin mark the episode here. Um, This is a good place, and it's currently uh, 328. So you may want to mark it here so you can come back and listen if you miss any of it. And don't forget to have your keychains with you because I tell you all the time you need them in every discussion because you do not want to lose or misplace your master keys. You don't want to do it. So let's get into the master keys. And the very first step in the process might be one that is very challenging to deal with and even try to even start to move into, okay? And the first master key is acknowledging your pain. So when you're thinking about forgiveness and what you're trying to move forward to and doing this with the person who has betrayed you, acknowledging your pain is the first master key. And this involves acknowledging your feelings of hurt, betrayal, anger, disappointment, disbelief, whatever it could be. And you could start by identifying the emotions you're feeling and recognizing that they're valid. You must validate your feelings. This is not something that's a pretense. You're not putting on. You're not being dramatic. So you can validate these feelings. And you can't find them away, okay? The other thing, we are not going to find ourselves away. Oh, I'm fine. I'm okay. No, we're not okay. Remember when I told you guys when I came back, I was okay with not being okay. Because I had to acknowledge the pain I was in from losing my mom. You have to acknowledge the pain you were in from losing the trust and that now this person has betrayed you. 
That's how powerful that is. So once you do that, right, you can now, it's important to give yourself permission to feel the way, way that you do without judgment, without being critical or hypercritical about how you're feeling. And you, must find, you may find it helpful to talk to a therapist or a trusted friend about your feelings. Now, when I say this trusted friend, I'm not talking about your girlfriend, oh, and that you get your gossip fest on and they, they get to bash and I knew he was never good for you and you could do better. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone who is mature, who is mentally, emotionally, spiritually mature to talk to you and really validate your feelings and help you through the process. And they may not have any words to tell you, just that they are there to support you. But a therapist can help you. A therapist can really tap into your feelings, helping you to understand where you are, validating your emotions, helping you to build on the successful tools that will help you to get over and move past certain elements so you can start to see the window that is so dirty that there's like no light shining through that there's a sliver of light that you can start to work through on that forgiveness. See, that's how powerful that is. See, when we acknowledge our pain, it allows us to tap into a deep sense and not just do the surface work. And a lot of times that's what happens. The surface is there, and it's like, oh, let me just brush it away real quick. You know you know how everybody, your, your kid falls down, or maybe you trip or you're trying to save face, and you brush it off like you're not really hurt, but you turn the corner when nobody's looking, and you're like, oh, my goodness. We're not doing that. It's not that surface. It's deep. And when we can understand what we are feeling We can learn how to respond appropriately and work through those feelings. So the first master key is powerful. It leads us right into that second key. Understand the situation. Now, this second step involves getting information about the situation, about what took place. What happened? What is this? And this may include asking your partner questions about, like, how could this have happened? What would, do, please tell me, do I know this person? You know, questions like that. Why did you do this? What, what, what caused this? And how, what is the plan to prevent it from happening again? Or, or what is it exactly? What is going on? And it's important to have an open and honest dialogue between the two of you. And to gain a better understanding of the situation. But guess what? Guess what? It does not mean that you need all the gory details. Stop doing that. You don't need all the gory details. You don't need to know, well, did you do this or did you do that? No. Stop it. Why are you doing that to yourself? You already know what happened. You may want to know, was this a sexual encounter? Was this... A, a mental or emotional exchange, this way you know that, yes. Because you also need to know how to proceed, and you also need to tell this person, look, you also need to be tested, because I'm not coming away with nothing. And see, those are the things that you want to know. And these are the things that give you clarity of mind. And you may want to know if it's, you know, Something that even that was it because you were so busy or you were taken away or you wasn't giving attention, but it still does not excuse the fact and it does not make it okay. Does not make it okay, whispers. I'm not telling you that. But you do want to understand the situation. So this way you can really find out what's happening and that isn't going to serve you getting all these details because guess what? The healing process is not about that. The healing process is in the why. What what in the world? It's in that. 
not the gory details, which steps you into your third master key. See, these keys are important. And sometimes when we're trying to think about forgiveness and doing all these things, it's not rational like this. It's not like, okay, step one, let me go find that key first. No, it's not, it doesn't come like that. It may come in different elements in different spaces and places. You may need to sit down for a second and just con- collect yourself. You might uh, shh, don't say anything else. Just shh, go that way. You may need that. That's maybe how you process at first. And then when you get it really worked in your mind, you're like, okay, now we need to talk. Because you have to do the process in your manner and way. So these are elements that I'm helping you with and helping you to move into that space and place of forgiveness. But there's really like no hard rules of how you're going to walk into it. It's just the necessary work that has to be done to be able to do it. And that's what I'm providing today. So your third master key is this, acceptance and forgiveness. Yeah, you heard it. This is the pulse of the process. This is the actual pulse of your process. See, accepting that the incident has occurred and understanding that forgiveness is a choice you make for yourself and not for your partner is crucial. Forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting or condoning the action, but rather letting go of the pain and the resentment. Okay, let me give it to you again. Forgiveness is a choice. We can choose to give forgiveness. Isn't that powerful? We have been given that opportunity. We've been placed this power into our hand of what we can do with it. And many people even, you know, take it for granted. See, it's nothing that you should take for granted because it's something powerful. And when someone forgives you, It behooves you to be gracious and thankful and in that space and place of gratitude because, see, they don't have to forgive you, but they can choose to do it. And in that choosing to do so, you make yourself and not that person, not that person whole, but Y-O-U. That's what's so beautiful about it. It doesn't mean forgetting or condoning an action. It just means you're letting go of pain and resentment. Now, you tell me that's not right there a power move. You can sit back, you can cross your leg, and you just look like total, like you just pulled a whole move on somebody. What they say, um, they call that... uh, A gangster move. (laughs) Because you're sitting in that place, in that space, and you're owning it. That's how powerful that is. Now, I want you to hear me when I say this. So many that come into my practice and say, I will forgive, but I won't forget. Now, some of that is, they will use that as like a leverage to keep their partner on like uh, that little proverbial leash or, you know, constantly whipping them with it, uh, being, begging, like making them jump through hoops. Well, remember you, you remember what you did. So that isn't forgiveness, believe it or not. When you honestly forgive a person, you don't use the situation to manipulate your mate or beat them with those little quick jabs. 
or, oh, well, maybe somebody else will appreciate me better. Stated, you, you would try. That means make an attempt and an effort in your forgiveness. But when you keep going back and you use it as that whip or that constant reminder or you've pinned them with that scarlet letter how do they start to understand how do you start to understand the role of forgiveness in your relationship and life sit with that for a moment sit with it whispers You can't. It doesn't align. Only a thing it does is alienate you. And it pushes you further and further away. It does. And that's what I want you to realize. Is that these are things and elements that we can't keep doing. We can't keep sitting in this place of saying we forgive, but then we pick up the little hammer and we knock us, knock the person on the head when they're not looking. That's not forgiveness. That's nothing. That's not forgiveness. That's just a pretense. That's a whole pretense in itself. See, we want to move forward. I'm being told we have a call on the line. You're listening to Whispers in a Bottle. What is your question? Hello there. I have this question. You've told us how to handle ourselves, but, you know, sometimes with women, when something is right up in their face, they just go ballistic. So how should I handle myself if he has actually brought this person to events or this person has actually just been a person that I've been around and I just didn't know? Because, you know, like I said, some of us women, we just get bent out of shape when something is right in our face. I understand that. I really understand that. You know, this is the thing. A lot of times for us and a lot of times for women, it's the emotional stance that happens. And a lot of times people get caught up in their emotions. Betrayal that you can ever have is have a mate bring someone right there to your front door, or maybe right to the event. Maybe you didn't even know that was the person, but you've met them a couple of times. And then when they do tell you, it's kind of like, what? And so now you're so angry. But see, that's that power in pausing. And I know it sounds so contrary. It sounds like, oh, whatever. No, because this is the thing. In that moment and in that second, When you are reacting to that person or you start to react to what they're doing, all of a sudden now it's the biggest thing in the world and maybe you do or you react in a way that is detrimental not just to you but to them. Let me give you a prime example of this. So there was a woman and it was a well-known case and it was all over television, all over social media, everywhere you could think of. This husband was having an affair, and unfortunately, the wife found out, and then lo and behold, it had to be somebody that they really knew. And in that moment of her approaching and just going to be outraged and, ah, she got in the car, and when she saw them, and she doesn't know how this happened, but she ended up running him over and running him over and running him over. And in that moment, if she had got control of her emotions and paused, she could have been, yes, indignant, yes, angry, yes, incensed. But guess what? She would not be serving a life sentence. It requires of you and of us, everyone that's listening to this, 
to acknowledge your pain, the first master key that I gave you, the very first one. And when you can do that and when you can really understand what that means and you start doing that work, you can then face that person or those people. And it does not allow you then to run them over. And it does not allow you then to step out of character and to be seething with such violent and vicious words out of your face. Because, see, we can control us, can control us but us. So I hope that answered your question, and I hope that you continue to listen to the show because we got more master keys to get into. I got the fourth master key, which is actually your last key. And I have to tell you this, that it's one of those ones that you really have to kind of – use in your discretion and it's required of us to really be able to do this to build trust or rebuild trust that that last master key is hard i'm not going to lie to you this is going to require both of you both you and that other person to have a commitment to honesty. And now that's especially for the wrongdoer. It's going to require transparency and accountability. Now, why on earth would I say this is a requirement from both parties? Why would I say that? It's because when you are working on rebuilding trust, all these elements are needed. They are needed from the standpoint of you may have closed yourself off to your mate, your partner that cheated. See, a lot of times when things happen like this, we shut down. I don't care if you're a man or a woman or whatever, you it shuts you down. And now it's going to require you to open up and allow them in, which is going to be scary, and I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to scare you to death. Because you're in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, am I ready for this? Should I really move this forward? You as a, as your, as a mate or a partner that cheated, you cannot push or force things, and you must come from a space and a place of understanding and love. You must be patient. You must be willing to wait. And if they are inching it up a little by little, you are inching it up, but you are doing even more than what they're doing. So they can really see the actions. So they can feel that you are really there to be willing to step out of your comfort zone too. Because for things work, it has to come from a place of love. And that doesn't mean that you have to accept being mistreated or spoken to in an abusive manner. So you as the wrongdoer, you don't have to just take poor treatment because they're still trying to get in the grips with things. That doesn't mean that you are now the whipping post. That doesn't mean that you are the doormat. That doesn't mean that you have to accept that they're I'm going out. Well, wait a minute. No. We're not treating each other like this. Because if this is the treatment that you're having, guess what? You got bigger problems than you really expect. This relationship really is not there at all. And if that is what they're doing and they're not showing any kind of progress towards the forgiveness said and that trying that they're going to do, you really need to look at it for what it's worth. Because, see, it requires action on both sides of the table. And a lot of times when different ones come into the agency and into the practice working with them, the mate that has been 
wrongly done. They're like, oh, and he has so much to work on. And, you know, it'd just be incredible if he even, and right then and there, they don't even realize how much work they have. They don't even realize how much work we're going to really get into for them. Because, see, both sides of the table have to be even. You ever sit at a dining room table or you go to a restaurant and you go and sit down and the table starts to, like, do that little rock? And you're like, what in the world? And you're, like, trying to figure out, well, what is going on here? And and you kind of put your foot on one and it's still kind of strange. And then they come and put your food and your, your food and your drinks are kind of leaning and kind of bobbling. It's the same difference in your relationship. You guys are on that uneven soil. So your table is just rocking. Nothing can sit on there properly. Nothing. So that means love can't sit on that table correctly. Forgiveness cannot be placed on that table correctly. Because see, when that's wobbling and that unevenness is there, unfortunately, it gets spilt. And the necessary elements that need to be inside of that are all over the table. So they never really hit the ta- the plate that needs to be consumed. So now you still got the fragments. You still got the broken elements. You still got all the necessary things that should have been there. They're not. So rebuilding trust is a dual superpower. It's on both sides. And neither one of you own a cape. But you both own a powerful, powerful thing, which is your heart and your mind. It's going to take communication on both sides of the table. You may sometimes have to still say, I'm sorry. You may still have to go back into that, I'm trying. I got this. I can do it. I validate me. And yes, I am still trying. But you are moving forward with the clear intention of love. Now you know that's some power right there. That's a powerful moment right there. Whispers, come back and listen to this episode. Replay it again and again until you really get it solidified. Because if you're moving still with anger, and it's still so right in my face. You have not done the necessary work on self to be able to be in a healthy stance of moving forward. And you who are the ones who have been the infidels, take the scarlet letters off. Take them off. Branding yourself. Start doing the necessary work on your heart, your mind, your soul, your body, your relationships. Start now. Your apologies don't mean a thing if you don't have action behind them. They're just words. They're just pretty words. So if you was a part of the secret society, meaning this, that you wasn't checking in, your phone didn't ring, you always had to go and take care of something for your family or your this or your that, or you just was turning up missing. Transparency and openness is your best friend. If you was a lurker on the Internet having inappropriate relationships with people, All of a sudden, now your computer is clean and you have your passwords and everything are accessible. That shows that transparency and I'm working on it and I'm being real with you and I'm putting forth the work speaks louder than anything. See, these are the necessary tools of this process. See, whispers, forgiving after infidelity can be done, can 
move forward. Notice that word move. It has action in it. Moving forward requires an action. And that's how brilliant that is. And it involves and requires of you to let go of the hurt, let go of the smearing and the, and the sneaking around and the shady practices. It means being more open and transparent and honest, engaging with each other, being there. Hey, look, guess what? I'm, I'm tied up at work, and I, I just I got to let you know because I'm trying to get home, but I, look, this is this. Um, give me a call back in a few minutes if you get, when you get this message so we could talk. It requires that. The investment that will allow you to reap a rich return if you invest correctly, if you get rid of all the junk bonds that you've placed in there, the extracurricular activities outside of your relationship, And realize why, why you married your person or why you're in a committed relationship or why you chose the person to walk through life with. Whatever your scenario is, you must go and reflect on why. And when you least expect it, guess what? You'll be laughing again. You will be building on such a rich, vibrant relationship. It won't be like before. I'm going to tell you right now, your relationship won't be like before. Hopefully it will be ten times better. Because, see, you're going to put better definition and bigger vision and bigger possibilities and you're going to be dating your mate for the rest of your time together. You're going to be appreciating each other in a different way that is going to bring a deeper sense of value into your relationship. See, currently you have forgotten that and you've taken it for granted and you thought that that person will always be here even when you stepped sideways. You're not promised that. So if they choose to forgive you, receive it with such graciousness. Receive it with such humility. But do the necessary work. And if you are the person that is having to work on forgiving that mate, Do the work. Do the necessary and do the investment. Don't half do it whole. Because half-stepping is only going to bring you problems. And you will be that table that is still rocking. And it still will lean And it still will spill out all the value that is supposed to be in the cup. That's how powerful it is, whispers. You know, I love being able to bring discussions like this front and center. And taking the time to build them out means so much even to me. And your marriage is worth you doing the work And if you need help, I always extend an open invitation for you to jump on my calendar. I always extend it to you all. And I let you guys know that I always put a live link. We put it in the description box of every single episode. And I encourage you to get on my calendar. Because no one can make you do anything. But if you are serious about really wanting to do the work, to really fix what is broken and to change your habit and your constant sabotage of your relationship, it would behoove you to take me up on the offer. It really would. See, building on our relationships is something that can bring happiness. It brings us value and worth. 
think like a lot of times when I do these discussions, I could go on and on for hours because I know how important it is to build on relationships, to have healthy, loving marriages, and how children, if you have children, thrive in these. And guess what? You're teaching them how to treat the person that they love or how not to treat the person they love. So which imprint do you plan to put into your legacy? Which blueprint do you want them to follow? Or have you set their GPS to a crash course? Think about that, whispers. There are eyes that look upon you. There is examples that you are setting. And there are GPS that you are programming for sabotage. It's time to rewrite the script. It's time to take ownership of our relationships. It's time to build on our brands. Is your brand valuable to you? Or is it just a bargain basement? That's something you're going to have to think about. That's something that you're going to have to sit with. And it's going to require you to sit in that space and place and do some soul searching. So I've really enjoyed this conversation. But before we wrap, I told you I got some things I got to tell you guys. And I want to give you some broadcasting notes to kind of set you guys up to let you know what's coming and what's going on in the very near future. <laughs> so regarding our broadcasting notes, uh, Whispers on a Bottle, as well as myself, Sonia Luray, will be on spring break uh, Friday, April the 17th through Friday, April the 14th. And we are returning on that Friday, April the 21st. And guess what, guys? This is big. So I need you all to show up and show out with me. All of you whispers that support me all the time and listen to me, this is about us when I come back on the 21st. We are celebrating our 100th episode. Oh, my goodness. I know. I know, I know. It's so exciting. Sometimes I really got to hold it down because I really could start, like, cheering and jumping around. I get so excited about stuff in here with us whispers. I just can't even begin to tell you guys 100 episodes we are in. And literally when we come back in April on the 21st, we will be entering into season six. So listen. There's going to be a poll on our Instagram page as well as in the newsletter. Pay attention because this is all about you whispers. We have two directions that we either can go in for season six. We could either do um, the topics going into uh, prospering to purpose or ladies. We can do a whole season that is about you ladies, that is about um, being more feminine while still remaining strong and independent women. So we're going to need you to let us know which direction do you want us to flow into when we come back for season six on April the 21st. So we will be on spring break, which I will tell you again next week. Um, Friday, April 17th through Friday, April the 14th, okay? And we're coming back for our 100th episode on April the 21st. So make sure that you look for the polls. Make sure that you get your voice known. Email us even if you don't, you know, you can email us at info at whispersinabottlepodcast.com. You can email us at Info at whispersinabottlepodcast.com. And don't forget, come over, get social with me on Instagram. Um, I'm going to give you both of our channels, which is whispersinabottle underscore podcast. Or you can find me at La Paz Imaging, which is the parent company of Whispers in a Bottle. That's L-A-P-A-Z 
I-M-A-G-E-I-N-G. You can find us on Facebook at Whisper in a Bottle, no S. There's Whisper in a Bottle. And then we're also on Twitter at capital W-H-I-S-P-E-R-S, capital B-O-T-T-L-E. And make sure that you subscribe to our newsletter. The live link is in the description box now, and it's in every single episode. So make sure that you go and register. And as I stated with you all before, you know I am now a certified health and wellness, holistic health and wellness coach. And I'm so excited to be bringing forth such dynamic things, and I just kind of want to tell you guys that there's so much on the front for this and what I'm going to be doing and how it's going to be kind of work into the practice. This is literally the next step to what we need inside of La Paz because being a full-service luxury agency, uh, we're offering such dynamic things, and being a lifestyle relationship counselor, this is the next step and journey into your full care. So I'm excited to bring this forward to you all and just to bring such beautiful things. It involves um, personalized approach to your health that takes into consideration um, an individual's unique needs, your lifestyle, your goals. Um, the plan is to be able to provide detailed breakta- breakdowns on a healthy lifestyle, helping you to get more of a holistic diet and different things in place that will help even with your skin and, and elements for your mindset. So it's fully detailed, and I'm so excited to bring this to you. Guys, this has been such a powerful episode. I'm so grateful to share this with you. If you need to share it with someone, please make sure that you do because there is a wealth of information in this episode that we, that I really have um, taken time to really produce and to build upon. I wanted to bring value into our space and always to be a voice that is there with clarity. So thank you all for tuning in. I am your host. My name is Sonia Larey. I'm a lifestyle relationship counselor, fashion psychologist, certified holistic health and wellness coach, motivational speaker, and I look forward to us connecting again. You guys, please be safe. You have been listening to Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays with your host, Sonia Larey lifestyle, relationship counselor, fashion psychologist, educator, and motivational speaker. Please make sure that you review our show. Like, share, and make sure you come back next Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at www.blogtalkradio.com slash whispers in a bottle. Have a great weekend. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary BDW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus